This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Activated by contract termination. Rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Stacy on the Right with your host, Stacy Washington. She's blessed to be a Bible reading, gun toting, Air Force veteran, wife, and mom, righteously American. Hey, happy Tuesday to you. Welcome to the program. I'm Stacey Washington, Stacey on the Right on Twitter and Instagram, StaceyOnTheRight.com is the website. And I am fantastically excited to be with you today because we have a fantastic guest. That's a lot of fantastic. So let's jump into it. We have Jim Rosenberger. He's the author of Revolver, Sam Colt and the Six Shooter That Changed America. And what is most exciting about getting to talk to him is that I am a huge Second Amendment proponent. We are big time gun owners over here. We're CCW certified, me and my husband, and the kids all know how to shoot. And so when Kayla said we could possibly get you on to talk about this book, I was all in from the very first moment of our text conversation. So for people who are wondering about this, the book is available at Amazon, and we'll have the link in the show notes of today's program. Um, it's, it's also available on Kindle, all of the formats that you're normally used to. And here, just a little blurb, a sweeping definitive biography of Samuel Colt, the inventor of the legendary Colt revolver, which is also known as a six shooter, which changed the U.S. forever, triggering the Industrial Revolution and the settlement of the American West. What made you write this book? Uh, that's, that's an interesting question with a long story behind it. And I won't bore you with all the details. Um, I... Unlike you, I don't come out of a world of using guns. I don't own guns. I'm not a gun collector. What I what turns me on is American history and great stories of American history. And I I had a friend a friend who who is a gun collector collects old Colts and Smith and Wessons that sort of thing. And he knew that I was interested in writing a biography, for one thing. And he also knew I wanted to write about the American West. In, in a way that it hadn't been written about before. Uh, and he said, you know, you, you should look into Sam Colt. And I knew the name, of course, from Hollywood movies. I loved Hollywood Westerns when I was a kid. Uh, but I didn't know that much about him, to be honest. Uh, and then I started looking into him and almost immediately was struck by the fact that this was one of the great untold American stories. There are two things, just to start with, that you need to know about the Colt Revolver that will make you understand how important this invention was to the United States. First of all, it had an enormous impact in how the West was settled. The West would have been settled sooner or later, but how it was settled, when it was settled, uh, plays an, has an enormous uh, debt to Colt's Revolver. And the other thing less known is the role that Sam Colt and his revolver played in the American Industrial Revolution. And I'm talking about um, uniform interchangeable parts, basically how everything we use today is made, comes out of Colt uh, and, and other gun makers that he knew, but mainly out of Sam Colt. And I thought, you know, you put these two stories together, uh, this is in the 1840s and 1850s, this is an extraordinary American history and absolutely pivotal uh, in the development of our country. Then I was all in, and I've been all in for years, and I've read thousands of letters and um, had had the great pleasure of 
being introduced to many wonderful Colt gun collections. And if you've never had the pleasure of, of holding one of these Colt Dragoons from the 1850s, I highly recommend it. It's, it's phenomenal. It's like holding a piece of American history. So I, I, I find it fascinating because I, you're, you're hailing from New York and you were giving us a little bit of an update just before we started here today saying that, you know, you guys are finally beginning to turn the corner and, you know, with COVID-19 being such a huge story, almost overshadowing everything else. It's an interesting connection because you don't have as much gun freedom as we call it here in the Midwest in New York City as we do here in Missouri, where we have open carry, castle doctrine, stand your ground, you know, pretty much anything that has to do with guns, we're all in for it and it's fine. But crossing that divide, you're looking at this from the perspective of a historian, and you're saying that this was this was a, an act, the creation of this revolver and the manufacturing of it that completely changed the direction of our country and impacted manufacturing around the world. What, what does that look like in practical terms when you talk about the manufacturing aspect? I think that's, to me, part of the most fascinating part of it. I've coincidentally been to the NRA um, they have a partnership museum with um, Bass Pro Shops, and mm -hmm. it has done, yeah, it's in uh, Springfield, Missouri, I believe. And mm -hmm. I, me and the kids went down there, and we broadcast a radio show from there, mm -hmm. and we got to tour the museum two days before it opened, and it was unbelievable the beauty and craftsmanship that went into these older guns. Um, they even had the Bonnie and Clyde guns there, uh, some of the guns that were used during their their range. Yeah, yeah. So it was a very interesting tour. Um, so how, how does this touch every area of manufacturing? What exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned the Springfield Armory, and that's that's sort of where it began. Um, and what we're talking about is the Connecticut River Valley. Springfield is on the Connecticut River, Hartford, where Colt came from, Middletown, Connecticut. And the gun world came out of it. It was called Gun Alley or Gun Valley. And many people have referred to it as the Silicon Valley of its day. And that's kind of true because all of the gun manufacturers were around there, all the major ones. And what happened with gun manufacturing was, when I say the beginning of the American Industrial Revolution, I really do mean that. It was the beginning of something called, we can now call the American system. Gun makers needed something that the rest of the world didn't necessarily need, which was uniform interchangeable parts. If you had a musket, uh, you wanted the pieces in that musket to be exactly the same as the pieces in the same model of that musket in other instances. In other words, you didn't want to have it be handcrafted so that each musket was a little bit different, which was the way it had been. What that meant was if a musket broke on the battlefield, you had to send the whole musket back in to get the thing fixed. You couldn't just slip in a new piece, you know, the way we could now if our refrigerator breaks, you can just order a new part and they can slip that right in and it fits in contiguously. Well, it wasn't this way until gun makers started addressing this. Uh, it began with the Springfield Armory, then it worked its way along the Connecticut River Valley and it really reached um, its height with Sam Colt in his armory in the 1850s. What they were trying to do was machine make parts so that each part was almost exactly the same as every other part. And th that may small sound like not that big a deal, but in fact, it's, it's how we get to the assembly line. It's how we get to automobiles and bicycles and computers. None of this stuff could happen if it was just, you know, people handcrafting these things with handmade parts. So we're talking about 
man-made, uh, machine-made, uniform, interchangeable parts. That, in a nutshell, is what made the American Industrial Revolution. And largely because of Colt, it was then exported around the world. And of course, the whole world now lives with the benefits of this. So when you say, when you're, so what you're saying, what's so amazing to me, is that in my life and in, in my world, I have this, we're rehabbing this house. And so there are many times where something that we just love about this place, it's broken. It has yeah. to be fixed. And instead of replacing it, we basically, you take it apart and you look and see, is there a way that we can preserve this? You know, it's a 60 year old new tone bathroom fan and right. it has a really pretty outer covering and a glass uh, cover for the light. So you don't want to replace that with a plastic one. You want to replace the fan mechanism on the inside. And that's possible due to what you're now telling me because of gun manufacturing and, and the six shooter, which I had never, I, I know, I know what manufacturing is. I know that in this country, you can go in the low screw aisle and see 300,000 screws. Um, one worker once told me it was between 300,000 and a million screws. He didn't know which, but have at it. And he just sent me down there to the screw finder where I could find what I needed. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's fascinating to draw it back to this. I think many Americans would be shocked to find out that the origin of all of this innovation that we have here in this country comes from such an unlikely place. I think you're right. I mean, look, I've written about, in other books, I've written about the Industrial Revolution. I've written about Henry Ford, I, which is I think where many Americans think it began with the, the Model T in, in 1908. So it was a revelation to me too. It's not a revelation to some people. This is this is um, has been written about quite a bit, uh, but it is yeah. It's it's an extraordinary fact. And what's interesting is when you look at the the factory, Colt Cartridge's Armory, that Sam Colt ran, you can see the evolution of other things coming out of it. I mean, literally through the people who worked for Colt in the factory they then would go out and work in other industries. Uh, the sewing machine industry, which took off in the 19th century, Singer Sewing Machine, um, one of the main innovators there came out of the coal factory. The bicycle revolution that came about in the late 1900s, those people came out of the coal factory in Hartford. And then that led to the automobile revolution. All of it can be traced back to Hartford, and really, you know, basically 30 miles of the uh, the Connecticut River Valley in the 1840s and the 1850s. It's really extraordinary. And, and it's, of course, it's not just in America. Uh, Colt went to uh, England in 1851. And this was when the English thought they were way above the United States in any sort of manufacturing. And he became quite famous there. He ended up opening up a factory in London. But he gave a speech about uniform, interchangeable parts that revolutionized how things were made in England, too. Uh, and it really put um, the United States in the center of the extraordinary achievements industrially that were going to start happening after the Civil War. Uh, it's, it's quite amazing. I mean, I'm, to me, it's because I knew more about this part of history. To me, it's the more surprising. Uh, I think the, the role of the gun in the West is more exciting in a sort of, you know, classic action-packed way. But in terms of the real effect of the Colt Revolver, it's it's quite extraordinary. So uh, let's, 
Jim, I, there's a little part of the blurb here that I think we have to get to if we're going to fully cover your authorship of this book and everything that's so enticing about getting a chance to read it. Because I'm, so I was reading ahead a little bit, trying to prepare for the interview, and I thought, this is one of those books, and I say this a lot, I, I interview authors and I'll say, oh, I bet you this would be a great book for my family to read or my kids might be interested in it. And then when I present it to them, the kids invariably prove that I think I know them better than I really do and they're not really interested in reading it but we do have a bit of a gut culture here at our house and um there's a sentence here in the blurb that I think is the selling point for me tonight over dinner as I try to sell this book as a you know family book club selection and it says that Samuel Colt in the space of 47 years seemingly lived five lives traveling, womanizing, drinking prodigiously, smuggling guns to Russia, bribing politicians, and supplying the Union Army with the guns they needed to win the Civil War. That's quite a list for one human life, especially back then when life expectancy was so much shorter than today. Tell me just what you can about that part. <laughs> yeah, well, there that's... Colt was... I mean, there's so many extraordinary things about him. I, I, first of all, I should just say, he wasn't necessarily a good man, but I do think he was a great man. In other words, you know, I think probably he broke every one of the commandments at some po point in his life, but he had a grandness of vision about him. Uh, he was incredibly uh, ingenious. He had, uh, to me, the most amazing fact of his life, and I've talked to my own kids about this, was his perseverance. He uh, started, opened his first factory when he was 21. Uh, we should get back into how he got there, but that's 21 years old, opened his first factory in Patterson, New Jersey, was quite wealthy for a few years. Then that factory went out of business. And then he just hit obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. Any normal person would have given up, but he just kept going and finally, he hit it, and history started working his way, and he became quite wealthy. But he's, you know, on the one hand, he was um, I, I, not a great guy. I mean, he could he would could be really tough on his competitors. He did drink too much. I found the quantities of alcohol that he ordered, and you just boggles the mind. The number of cigars he smoked. Uh, and he'd certainly womanized. He didn't get married until quite late in life and had a number of girlfriends and mistresses before that. But he had this other side to him. People who knew him, many thought he was extremely generous uh, and could be very kind. So, you know, like most people, he's complicated. And there's the good and the bad. And, um, you know, learning, sort of following along with him was a great deal of fun as a result. Uh, you just you never know where you're going to end up because he's he's just doing one thing then another and and sometimes he's behaving ridiculously and then he seems to pull up pull a you know rabbit out of a hat uh, so it's kind of kind of extraordinary. So when I say uh, I I'm fascinated to get to read a book it's I. I I do a lot of reading, but I don't do as much as I should because I do also watch television, which is a total waste of time, but yet still here I am. Um, but I, I think it's worth sharing this last blurb here. Um, in the description on Amazon, it says, while Revolver is a riveting and revealing biography of Colt, a man who made significant contributions to our country during the 19th century, 
It's also a lively and informative historical portrait of America during a time of extraordinary transformation. I think that's especially poignant and applicable right now because we're in another time of uh, extreme transformation here as we begin to reemerge after quarantining from a pandemic and really assessing where we were, who we were, and who we're going to be going forward. And sometimes, especially in times like these where the news is constantly stressful, an informative historical book that also has perseverance and a quality of, you know, this is a man that just couldn't be put down by his circumstances, could be just what the doctor ordered as we begin to re reorient ourselves and decide what our new normal is. So I really appreciate you writing the book and coming on the show today. Tell people how to find it. Well, they can find it at Amazon. Um, if they go to my website, jimrasenberger.com, there are a number of links to different places to buy the book. Uh, and I mean, unfortunately, a lot of local bookstores are closed right now, but uh, they, they do through a, a bookshop, they are selling some books and so is Amazon. And um, thank you so much just for, it's, it's an interesting time to come out with a book, but I absolutely agree with you. It, thinking about Colt has helped me get through these strange times, thinking about what he went through and how he persevered no matter what. Yeah, those are the kind of stories I can never get enough of. And I think uh, if, if you have a positive outlook already, it sounds like this book will bolster that. And if you tend to be a little on the other end of the spectrum where you're not as positive naturally, this book could help catapult you over to the other side. Because if he could get through some of the things that are described in your book and keep going and eventually go on to really revolutionize an entire industry that we still are very reliant on today, then the rest of us here right now in 2020 could probably do pretty well with our uh, you know, laptops in our pockets and, and so on and so forth. So <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. And it's been a pleasure to be with you. Um, thank you so much for your time, Jim. And you can go to his website. You can also find the links in today's show notes. I'm Stacey Washington. It's been a pleasure to join you. And we'll be back with you soon on Life Set TV.